0: welcome to the show we got a great one for you this week folks i'm actually i've been sitting on this one for a little while and finally we got all the products in store so you can actually try out all the stuff that we talked about on here because this week we're diving deep into the world of mycology that's right it's the mushroom episode and conveniently i chose to wait to release it till today well the release day of the show it's it's my birthday so i was like oh this is kind of a gift for me uh and in lieu of gifts you can just send money directly to the studio uh all getting aside thank you all for joining in I'm really excited about this I'm really excited to show you all about guided by mushrooms uh but you know we've been working on this series lately for those of you who follow me on YouTube and I've been trying out new products that come into the store and I've been talking about this for a little while man I cannot get enough of this perfy. this is a uh, superfood soda I've been itching to bring in here for a while it's now available at both Eastgate and Fairfield in case I had mentioned it already But now that I can get it in Fairfield, my life is complete. I'm holding a can of their Fruit Punch flavor. The whole thing is it's all superfoods, right? Adaptogens and nootropics, all these fancy words for it makes you feel better. Uh, Naturally sweetened, all that good stuff. Fruit Punch is here. Uh, My personal favorites in the lineup if you want to drink like me. Uh, this This is like a be like Mike thing uh you gotta try the uh blood orange yuzu one top tier and of course dr perphy i'm sure we all appreciate an educated beverage here too and there's way more stuff i've got all kinds of fun stuff from international i got to try a um matcha milk jam the other day which is kind of like if you could expect a matcha version of a Nutella spread for lack of a better description uh there's a lot of cool stuff coming I I can't believe some of the stuff though actually here's a deal that keeps popping up in my head I get ads all the time for this line of soaps speaking of educated products uh this line of soaps come from Dr. Squatch and we got those in and Dr. Squatch is usually like 11 12 bucks a bar. It's the reason I haven't tried it ever yet, right? I'm like, I'm confident I already smell nice. Uh, and we got them in, and they're like 7 seven and, a, and some change a bar. So a pretty significant discount from online, and you don't have to pay for shipping. I'm here for it. This is a good way to try it out. You know, Yeah, I tell everybody, Jungle Gyms is one of those places where not only can you get, like, international products, you know, stuff from all over the world, but you can also find those hard-to-find things that you only think exist in Instagram ads. And the answer is they do exist there, but they exist cheaper here, so come in and see me. So, all right. Enough about Perfy here. I'm just diving in because this is actually a really good episode, a really detailed one. I've been excited to learn about the world of mushrooms, and I think this is going to be the first part of a multi-part series because there. you'll find out we get invited to the mushroom farm. for I think that's what we'll call it. Uh, (laughs) The grow space. Um, As well as other, I mean, there's just so many questions. You'll see, I brought my laptop out. I had a lot of questions, and we got through a lot of them, but there's so many more. There's so many things, so... Um, yeah, this is great for those of you who are looking for a meat substitute. Um, we have all kinds of products around this, and so here, while I'm talking about this, uh, I want to make sure that you know where it is. So, I'm at Fairfield right now, and I don't think Eastgate has the same case that I'm about to show you here as we walk through produce, but As you walk through produce, you'll eventually see this really cool mushroom-shaped cart and on the cart has every conceivable type of mushrooms that you can purchase in the Midwest. So all kinds of stuff. You'll see at some point, there's like the fun looking blue oyster mushrooms. You'll see the seafood mushrooms. I'm a huge fan of, them. I use them in my hot pot all the time at home, so good. Uh, but this display is really cool. And there's like some other things up there. I see some like mushroom energy drinks and things of that nature, but we carry a lot of that stuff and you can come in get hands-on with it right there if you want to. So what I would say is maybe if you want, you can pause now, come into the store, Get yourself some, we're talking, uh, I'm trying to think of something, we talking. Uh, We talked about uh, lion's mane mushrooms, those are really popular right now. We talked about uh, turkey tails, which I don't think are currently in stock. Uh, I know we talked about the different versions of the oyster mushrooms. You can come in and get those because we're going to talk about some like lightweight recipe things and all kinds of fun stuff. You're going to learn a lot in this episode. That's where I'm going here. Please don't turn this off. Uh, (laughs) But no, Mike from Guided by Mushrooms, he was really gracious with his time, came down, showed off his whole new product line, which you'll see in this episode of course if you're watching along on youtube that is otherwise you will just hear our beautiful voices caressing your ears with information on the world of mushrooms so on that let's dive in meet mike
1: thank you so much mark and uh yeah this has uh, been uh trying to happen for a while but uh we finally made it happen you reached out to me last week said hey it's let's time do it. yeah. let's do it there's a lot going on with mushrooms and it's it's all about timing baby so let's 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 dive into it.
0: Yeah, I was catching up with The Last of Us, like everyone else who's suddenly interested in mushroom culture. Absolutely. I'm like, oh no, 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 let's let's do this. But we'll we'll get to Last of Us later. Sure. But uh, you know, I I'm jo- I was joking with you off air, and I'll say this for the audience' sake. Anybody watching, you can tell I was very very interested. Not that I'm not always interested, but I wrote yeah. more notes than usual. Uh, so I had that's why I've got the laptop out today because I was like, oh, I actually have some deep dive questions. But, nice. I mean, let's just start from the top, man. Like, how sure. did you get into this? What is The Inception like? Well, yeah. And I know there's sure. gonna be a funny story.
1: Uh, it's, it's a funny story, but it's, it's kind of just, you know, went from like starting small to getting real big. Like uh, literally my brother-in-law was growing mushrooms out of his garage, Mark. Like, yeah. It was really quite that simple. He was doing it as a hobby. He was doing like advertising and web design as his career mm-hmm. and was just doing mushrooms as a hobby. Happened to have some chef friends that were like, wow, those are amazing. Uh, we will buy those from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, the demand was, was immediate. And you know, the chefs around this area had never seen any mushrooms like that before. And so when he kind of got too big to handle it all by himself, mm-hmm. um, his wife, my sister, Audra, uh, learned how to cultivate mushrooms as well. I learned how to cultivate mushrooms, quit my job at the end of 2019. I was doing restaurant management dead-end job, wasn't going anywhere, hated going into work, was learning the mushroom stuff on the side while I was still working the restaurant, but yeah. end of 2019, I took the plunge, completely quit, I said, I'm not getting another W-2 from this place, <laughs> and I am going, going full, full-bore mushroom, I like we it. are all in, and the rest is kind of history, sure, we've had some setbacks, um, we had, uh, we are a dating company, I uh, don't think I mentioned that, But in 2019, around Memorial Day, we had uh, some devastating tornadoes that hit uh, right near our area, knocked out our power for like five days. So we kind of had to hit the hard reset button, start over on all our crops. Um, And COVID, of course, you know, had its challenges. March 2020 was our best month to date. And then immediately all of our, you know, restaurant business that we established uh, was shut down overnight. So we have had our share of of, uh, struggles, but... um, You guys have actually been one of the things that's been consistent with us. Jungle Gyms has carried our mushrooms since we have been pretty much a business. And you can find those mushrooms in their world-class produce section. Um, And we've got a bunch of cool mushroom stuff that you can also find there, and we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, literally a garage operation um, that really got, big fast um I think we were a little bit early in the mushroom game um we probably started the mushroom farm before people were kind of hip to the mushroom thing but the cool part about that was it allowed us to uh make a lot of mistakes and learn from them and as a result when mushrooms started to gain popularity especially within the last couple years and even now and going forward oh sure um We're already established and we've already made those mistakes. We have the infrastructure. um, We have the ability to scale um, on the fresh mushrooms and the products. Um, So that's something that we're excited about now that uh, everyone is catching the mushroom bug. Yeah, I love that. And I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, it's a funny through line I found with
0: so many businesses built out of passion like this. I wonder what it is about the garage that <laughs> inspires so many ideas. I mean, yes. you know, I mean, I can think of a few that maybe sure. I shouldn't say on air. Right. But it is sort of a, it is sort of like the place where so yeah. many, it's, it's just a funny through line. I'll, I'll do a super happens. cut on this episode of everyone that's ever said they Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, the garage uh, seems to be where a lot of uh, unknown magic happens. Right. And uh, <laughs> this, this happened to materialize. Shout out to David Sparks. He is the founder of Guided by Mushrooms. He is my brother-in-law. Audra Sparks is my sister, like, tremendous people. Like, uh, they've been, We, you know, the three of us, we we are the original three owners. And Love it. we have been through the ups, through the downs. Like, you know, every day does provide new challenges, but at the same time, uh, we have seen so much now uh, in this mushroom business, uh, we've seen so many problems that we're getting pretty darn good at troubleshooting. So uh, I bet. So, yeah. Um, just real excited about where this is uh, going to take off. We started with three, we've hired three more people uh, since we've become a business. So we've doubled our, our size as far as like personnel. Yeah. Um, we are a worker owned co-op, uh, I love that. which is awesome. Uh, we think that more businesses should follow this model um, because uh, it's great for employee retention. It is great because all of your workers have skin in the game. They feel inspired to go to work and to make the business grow because they want a bigger slice of the pie. Um, Co-op Dayton, uh, and and this is a shout out to Dayton as well. Um, I know we're in Cincinnati, but um, Dayton has a really great um, network for uh, worker-owned co-ops and and people that want to be co-ops. And also shout out to Co-op Cincy as well, who works with Co-op Dayton. And and there's a bunch of uh, great local businesses here that are also worker-owned and following the co-op model. So uh, if you guys are interested in learning more, then you should uh, definitely check out co-op Dayton and co-op Cincy and see what they're doing. It's beautiful. Well, yeah. thanks for that too. Appreciate
0: it. All right, walk me through the cultivation process, okay. right? Like,
1: you know, I,
0: I think a lot of people kind of forget that mushroom are fungi and they don't grow necessarily the same way that like traditional flowering plants or sure. just plants in general do. So my question was like, what are some of those big factors that you have to consider when growing them, especially when compared to like, you know, plotting a plant,
1: for example. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, availability of substrate. Substrate is simply food. Um, that's something that we obviously have to have lots of when we are growing mushrooms. Um, our mushrooms are literally grown on a 50-50 mix of hardwood fuel pellets. Those are like the stove pellets that you put in your wood stove sure. um, that heat during the winter. Interesting. And um, soybean hull pellets. Huh. Um, and that, those are actually like kind of like the waste product of a soybean. Yeah. And it's like the outer covering. But um, when those two... Um, are in equal parts, and you have the proper amount of hydration. Uh, It is great mushroom food for a variety of gourmet mushrooms, including uh, oyster mushrooms that we carry here at Jungle Gyms, uh, Fairfield and Eastgate, uh, lion's mane that we carry uh, here as well, and other wood-loving mushrooms that grow there. So availability of the substrate is key. Um, Making sure that it is properly hydrated and sterilized is key. Mushrooms hate contamination. And so once uh, the substrate is into bags, those bags need to be sterilized. Uh, what we uh, actually did is we purchased a large piece of equipment called an autoclave. For those of you who do not know uh, what an autoclave is, it is a large piece of sterilization equipment. It is uh, used, it's basically a giant pressure cooker. Uh, we put our bags in there for sterilization. Um, when those bags are sterilized and cooled off, we transport them to literally a laboratory. We have a mushroom laboratory that we <laughs> that we have fashioned. Um, (laughs) It is a clean room uh, filled with HEPA filtration systems and laminar flow hoods. Those are just basically giant clean boxes with HEPA filters attached to them that are blowing 99.9% clean positive air um, about a foot away from where the hood is stationed and so all of our clean work can be done within 12 inches and obviously within the diameter of that hood mm-hmm. as long as the work is being done in front of that hood it's a clean space um, all of our fungal transfers can take place there whether it is transferring a uh, fungal species to agar plates like the little petri dishes you knew in chemistry right. class yeah. or um, when actually taking inoculated grain that we call spawn Um, It's millet or rye or oats that have been consumed by mushroom mycelium, taking a sterile scoop of that and adding it to the substrate, the wooden soy that has been cooked that I mentioned before. So it's a really cool process. Like, yeah. yeah, So you're bringing the sterilized bags into the lab. You're adding a scoop of spawn. You're sealing that bag up and then you're letting it sit. (laughs) You're letting it sit. You mix the contents. And so all the grains and the seeds are mixed thoroughly, thoroughly within the food. Mm -hmm. And then you place it in a, pretty decently warm room about 70 degrees and you let it colonize Um, you let the mushroom actually you watch from beginning to finish as the mushroom mycelium spreads and consumes the bag completely when the bag is completely colonized you'll see like a white kind of whole mass of network of you know fungus, or, or it's actually called hyphae, okay. the, the strands that expand out before they produce mushrooms are called hyphae. And once the hyphae have completely consumed the bag, that's when we take it into the fruiting chamber. Okay. The fruiting chamber has air, uh, it's controlled with air, uh, it's controlled with humidity, it's controlled with respect to um, temperature, and CO2 as well. All of those factors need to be regulated in order for the mushrooms to grow properly. So once the bag is consumed with the mycelium, you cut it open and the mushrooms literally grow out of the slit or the cut that you have created in the bag. That's so it's cool. absolutely amazing watching them grow. They grow like bouquets of flowers. Uh, um, it's something that I am eternally fascinated by and I will never get tired of watching mushrooms grow. Um, How long does this process usually take to get through to all these steps, sure. would you say? Um, good question, Mark. Um, Actually, it depends on strain. It's strain-specific. A lot of the ones that we give to you guys, um, the life cycle of a mushroom, as I put it, from, like, say, seed to mushroom, if you will. Right. And I know that's not correct terminology. (laughs) Is about 30 days. Okay. Um, For some of our varieties that take longer to inoculate, it's more like 45 days. Okay. But still
0: ballpark, you know, four to six weeks, something like that.
1: That's correct. But the cool thing is, since we are where you do rolling production of all the strains— because it's a constant rolling production, we have those mushrooms popping literally daily, we harvest daily, nice, and those, those strains flush every week. And so wow. we're getting the same strains now. We can adjust that production schedule, but as I explained with the 30 day life cycle with most of these mushrooms, those changes aren't realized until the four to six week mark. So if we were to start growing like some new mushroom, Mushroom X that nobody's ever heard about, right? Um, from the time that we quote unquote planted it, in the lab, right? Uh, it would take a month to see that. And so anything new that we're getting, that's, that's, that's kind of what you have to wait for. So there is some lead time involved, um, especially if you have a customer that wants a specific type of mushroom and mm-hmm. a specific amount. So it's, it's great. Yeah.
0: That's wild. You know, and that kind of leads me into one of my other questions about like how the market's evolved. I know we talked a little bit earlier yeah. and before the show, just about how there has this really been this like bloom of it. But, you know, I, I'm thinking back to my own life, right? Like for the longest time, it was just like, oh, you just saw white mushrooms yep. or you would occasionally find a portobello somewhere. Yep. And now you walk in somewhere like Jungle Gyms and you, like yeah. you mentioned already, you talked about the blue oysters, you talked about the um, the lion's mane and all yeah. these other really unique ones. Right. So I guess my question is here as I cheat back I'm my notes. Like what trends are you seeing with like customer demands?
1: Gotcha. Um, a huge uh, trend that we are seeing is using mushrooms as meat substitution. Uh, that's a huge one. Uh, mushrooms guys are basically protein, nutrients, and water. Uh, that's basically what mushrooms are comprised of. Um, there's very little carbs if any, but it's uh, mainly a protein source. And, uh, we are seeing a boom in Vegan clientele who are specifically using these mushrooms instead of soy, obviously instead of meat because they're vegan, but right. instead of soy, <laughs> instead of black beans, instead of these other things that you know are kind of saturated in the market. Yeah. And uh, frankly, what I hear is like you know they're tired of it. They want something new. and yeah. They want new textures. They want new flavors. They want new applications. And um, uh, just just the lion's mane mushroom, for instance, that sure. you guys sell here, is amazing. Uh, It's dense and fuzzy, but you can shred it like string cheese, and so you can use it instead of imitation crab in a crab cake recipe or a mushroom burger patty or something. Um, You can leave them in chunks. You can still break them apart with your hands, bread them, fry them, and make chicken nuggets.
0: That sounds great. You
1: can make it replicate chicken. You can take the entire mushroom, smash it between two cast iron pans, and sear it like a steak, and make it look like a filet mignon. There I just got fed crazy that TikTok videos yeah. out, <laughs> crazy videos of mushroom steak out right now. So I think one of the trends that I'm definitely seeing uh, is people uh, using mushrooms as an alternative source of protein. And, I love it. And as that takes off, it's it's only going to get bigger. Oh yeah. As uh, we see, you know, see the effects of meat, you know, supply chain. Of course. Um, the fact that you know when these mushrooms are cultivated um, because of logistical issues, they're often grown local and have to be transported locally. Yeah, um, That's a great thing for you guys because, you know, we're picking them and we're bringing them right down here to jungle gyms. And so right. that's great. Like, you know, you're not, you're not getting, you know, product that's been, you know, transported across the country on a truck and possibly sitting for three or four weeks before it hits the show. Sure. Itself. Yeah. So the hyper local thing is huge. Yeah. Uh, that's another trend that we've been noticing is uh, folks are more interested in sourcing local. They want to know where their food comes from. They want to know who their farmers are. Right. They want. They want. They want your bio. Yeah. Of course. They want to know. They want. <laughs> they want to know that we were growing mushrooms out of the garage. Yeah. Like they do. And how no, this all it. came about because people are fascinated with mushroom cultivation you wouldn't understand how many requests we get for farm visits and uh, just questions, just through our contact forms on the website alone. It's just amazing, like how interested people are in in mushrooms. And so um, that's another big trend that I'm noticing. People wanting to source local more and wanting to know where their food Food is coming from yeah I love so that. that's a big one well you
0: you got me on a trend with like the the food substitutions and a, yeah. a running a running chat thread in my personal life sure i've been trying to just cook different interesting things for cool. her and well, she has been on this tip of what do you think they make vegetarian lobster of so of course when i i mentioned i was like oh i've got a mushroom mm-hmm. expert coming in today yeah what would you use to do because hey, my immediate answer was lion's mane you mentioned mm, the vegan crab too. cake okay that's, that's the my
1: answer too um yeah, when it's kind of untreated and left in its quote-unquote natural form, like meaning like you basically don't season it up a lot. Uh, most people describe the taste of lion's mane as like a mild scallopy kind of seafood-y lobster flavor. So okay. that would be my obvious choice. So if you are trying to substitute seafood in your diet or you're just trying to take a, you know, have a different take, then yeah. lion's mane is absolutely awesome. Uh, it is in extremely high demand right now uh, because um, not only it is a – gourmet edible, but it's also highly medicinal. Um, New research is out there. Um, You know, you guys can find that, I'm sure. That suggests that it's great for brain health, great for nerve health. Um, And we've gotten mountains of anecdotal evidence from customers um, that we've had that have experienced positive effects from the lion's mane. So yeah. I think that's a reason why that one is real big because yeah. of, of the medicinal side too. And I guess we, we'll get into that later. But
0: Well, yeah. uh, more importantly, I'm just <laughs> excited that I was right. You owe me now. This is the, you lost the bet. Uh, <laughs> I love that these things have been happening so frequently. Let me see if there's, they, I'd, I'd have, you've answered so many of my questions without me asking them, which is always, cool. that's why I never bring the laptop out of most interviews because right? I'm always like, I have great intentions here. Sure. And then every Everyone's an expert, so they're going to cover so much of this. Um, before we dive into the new product line and sure. some of the medicinal benefits, yeah. I was thinking, and I have more questions. So you and I are definitely going to have to do multiple episodes okay. together if you're into this. Bring it on. Yeah, because I, I want to see the farm now, too. Now it. I'm like and, so uh, curious. Yeah,
1: I feel like the next logical step is, like, you just need to come out to the farm and see how this all goes down. Because yeah. it's different for me to, like, sit in a room with lights and cameras and just right. talk about it to you. But, like, it's... Fascinating. We
0: well, hopefully see an uptick in people reaching out to you. about this Right. Well, now. we
1: did. We did uh, get some recent uh, press coverage um, from cable news channel Spectrum News. One did uh, did a little uh, behind the scenes at the farm. It was yeah. kind of a sneak peek, but. I think that me and you could go into a lot more depth um, yeah. because, because you know, of course, like news coverage is always going to be like 90 seconds. It's very
0: quick. They're like, that, oh, you have mushrooms here. That's yeah, great. And by yeah. the way, I love all of my local newscasters. Don't get me wrong. But they're trying to hit like that. They absolutely. were the original TikTokers, you know? Sure, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, well, I think that just caters to the attention span of the typical person. So yeah, right? uh, they, they're Which is why point. I keep having the yes. length of my show. It's like an hour? All right. Yep. Or 30 minutes. It's, sure. it's like that. Yep.
0: Um, you know, one I was thinking about quickly before we dive into what you brought with you today. And some of the new stuff going on. What's up with morels? Can those (laughs) even be sold in stores? Like what's the what's just fill me in? I see all I just see them on Facebook posts and no one will go foraging with me.
1: No one will go with you. I'd go foraging with you. I thought you would. I I would go foraging with me. And and I and I I would even show you what to look for. Okay. Morels. Um, guys, uh, we are in Ohio, southern Indiana, northern Kentucky area. Morels are huge here in the springtime. Um They are a wild forage mushroom, meaning that you got to find them. They really can't be cultivated. Um, They're supposedly these guys in Denmark that have found a way to replicate the indoor environment to cultivate black morels. But um, I don't think they're giving up the goods. And so you just have to wait for the right time of year. I think the reason why people get crazy about morels is they just have a real limited window of availability. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um,
0: FOMO, as the kids are calling it. It's FOMO.
1: And and it's crazy. The... uh, The typical time that I see morels in Ohio is mid-April to early May. It's about a three or four week window. Um, Some tips for finding morels. You need to look for dead or dying elm trees. Apple trees are great too if you have an old apple orchard, uh, especially if that's kind of a dead orchard. Um, Morels and other mycorrhizal Mushrooms, all right, I'm using big words again. Oh, wait, yeah, what is that word Mycorrhizal. Mean? Mycorrhizal just means uh, it, it talks to tree roots. Like oh, okay. the fungi talks to tree roots. Right. And so uh, morels are one of those fungi that talk to tree roots. And so that's why you can't cultivate them because a lot of the work's being done underground, you can't see. Right. Um, but um, with the correct root system and the correct ground temperature specifically, mm-hmm. the ground temperature needs to be 50 degrees oh. for morels to pop. Okay. Higher or lower is no good for them. Uh, and you need to make sure that it, that is um, well uh, well uh, watered hydrated soil sure um, disturbed soil does tend to work well as long as it is hydrated so um, look for trees that are dying you guys um, rolling hills are great on the edge lines of grasslands um, in between forests just go into forests um, in between trees and there's a good chance that you will find them um, we've had an incredibly uh, mild winter as you know right. so um it is my estimation that morel season is going to arrive earlier for ohioans uh this sort of year thinking that, yeah um we're already seeing uh guys on the board in south carolina and georgia and even in tennessee already really? with the morels which is a little bit early so Uh-oh. i'm thinking in a couple of weeks i'm going to start looking cool yeah
0: well we'll connect for that yeah too. Awesome. I've, i just want to find some i've yeah. i i do not think i've ever tried them you know yeah. I they're, just, again, see the pictures, and I'm like, oh, somebody share yep. with me. Yep. And then si- radio sounds. I'm calling everyone else out for that one.
1: <laughs> I think, I think like I said, a lot of it is the FOMO, the limited availability. Um, I don't think that they're any better or worse than the mushrooms we grow and sure. have available all the time. It's just, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. They look fun. They're great. You know, that's
1: it. Yeah. Uh, no lookalikes that are dangerous, uh, you know, that really look like a morel. So that's another fascination. They're kind of easy to find. Nice. I found that, like, kids that are real short and have a low center of gravity can actually like find them easier than adults who have to like bend over and yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll get us a some sort of Consider bringing a young in with you. Right. If you're going mushroom. no No, I'm being serious. Like, yeah. 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 And, and watch out for that, ticks.
0: Yeah. They're going to have that different attention too, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Better plane of, better lower plane of view. I love it. Yeah. All
0: right. All right. If anyone of you want to loan your children out to me yeah. for morale, i
1: <laughs>
0: I'm calling oh, no. all my young That's influencer right. friends that I've right. had on the show. That's right. Noah, We're Laurel, going. you're back on the clock.
1: You're going mushroom yeah. hunting, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that suit, actually suit might be a fun
0: bit. They're great kids too. Seriously. Okay aside. Good, good. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about the new product line here as we're talking Great. about some innovations.
1: Great. Yeah. So uh, these are some of our newest products to hit the Jungle Gym shelves. We've got mushrooms, um, obviously, that we already supply here. We've been doing that for years. Um, you can find those in the world-class produce section, but you can also find uh, these mushroom spices, seasonings that we have made with oyster mushrooms specifically that we have grown. We've milled them into fine powders, and then we've added different flavor profiles depending on your culinary preference yeah um, uh, the cool thing about these is the main ingredient is mushrooms not sea salt like uh other mushroom seasonings from other gourmet grocery stores that will go unnamed <laughs> but um uh but yes uh, they're heart healthy they are vegan friendly um i think the only one that even has trace amount of sodium in it is the Audrisa. that's our okay. take on a harissa style which is great oh, for cool. uh, which is great for north african cooking it's, yeah. it's loaded with spice and flavor sounds delicious yeah it's really good um we also have a world blend, which is a mixture of uh, mixed peppercorns, cumin and coriander, great for tacos, my favorite on tacos. We have a garlic reaper that's real simple, uh, just mushrooms, garlic and Carolina reaper peppers. We also grew in our garden, a lot of local, a lot of homegrown in that bottle there. And we've got a uh, garam masala with uh, some warm East Asian spices as well. And uh, oh, yeah. we've got the Greek herb. Uh, now I love the Greek herb. It's my favorite one to actually make mushroom butter with. Okay. Uh, it's loaded with uh, bright, floral, green, mint, marjoram basil ingredients um and it is dairy free but it tastes like there's feta cheese in there so don't sleep on these mushroom powder spice blends great shelf life yeah great they application. sound awesome and so yeah. unique yeah um yeah and just use them if you don't know what to do with them use them like you would just any seasoning on any warm dish uh they are meant to be heated or cooked with so Rice, beans, chili, ramen, egg dishes, soups. Uh, you could even dry rub your meat prior to roasting or grilling. It's fantastic.
0: I did a recipe recently on here for, uh, I guess it was right around the Super Bowl and everything, mm-hmm. uh, where I needed some garam masala. And I'm kind of bummed now that I didn't know about this from you because I would have used that instead. That's I think right. it would have been really interesting. Yeah. I might just remake it again. Maybe that'll be on the episode, right? Exactly. But, oh, I actually tried it. It was great. Uh, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. So that's our culinary side. And featured up up front is our lion's mane mushroom honey. Now, we already do carry this lion's mane honey at the giant uh, honey section at (laughs) Jungle Gyms. Uh, So, yeah, you can find that. Uh, It's available in four or eight ounce sizes. Um, Two ingredients. Locally sourced honey. Now, we pull a variety of local suppliers in our area uh, depending on seasonality and availability. Um the color may change depending on what time of the year that it is if you didn't know that uh honey can actually change color depending on ah, what time of season it's harvested That's cool Yeah um but it's always local and um we use our bioavailable lion's mane powder uh when I say bioavailable that means um that the mushroom has been heat treated and turned into a powder so its uh, nutrients are readily absorbed by the body Um these would be the ones that would be great for mushroom coffee uh would be great for capsules and taking it functionally so yeah two two ingredients only local honey local mushrooms it tastes like honey infused with dates or figs or raisins it's tremendous and you even get a little unsweetened cocoa hit in there Um, when you actually transform uh, lion's mane into this powder it totally changes the flavor of it and it makes great sweet stuff so give it a try you guys Uh, yeah that sounds interesting super food applications shark boards pair it with your favorite um blue cheese i love pairing it with blue cheese or even a mild cheese like brie it's great um use as a secret ingredient in your barbecue sauce in your salad dressing mix it into your tea if you have like a favorite turmeric chai latte if you want to get fancy or something use it as your sweetener Uh, it's it dissolves real well minimal grit tons of flavor you'll fall in love with it you guys that's our lion's mane honey sounds good. Yeah, it's real good Weigh stuff. In. So what's
0: up with the tinctures, too? What's up with the
1: tinctures? These yeah. are our newest addition to the Jungle Gym's Urban Jungle um, slash uh, Mushroom Menagerie that we have here that you can find and produce.
0: <laughs> you need a Mushroom Menagerie merch, by the yes. way. I, I would um, wear that proudly.
1: By the way, um, we do have merch available, too. You guys go to guidedbymushrooms.com on our website. You can get this cool merch that I'm wearing right here. We got hoodies. We got hats. We've got... Um, Long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts. We've got shoes, all kinds of good stuff. Awesome. Um, we don't carry inventory; like you order it, kicks out to a guy in your order's place. But sure. our swag is awesome, and you should get it. Very cool. Yeah. Um, but back to the tinctures. Um, we also could uh, cultivate medicinal mushrooms for health and immunity. Um, this mm-hmm. is another trend that we've been noticing with the mushrooms that people are realizing that mushrooms have tremendous medicinal benefit, and this goes beyond the ones you can just eat. We mentioned the the lion's mane before had uh, gourmet edibility and also had medicinal value. So that one's like a double player, it's great. Um, A few of these that you might not know about though are uh, reishi mushrooms, turkey tail mushrooms, um, cordyceps mushrooms in addition to the lion's mane. if you want to get more familiar with these, um, a cool documentary that anybody can watch that's really awesome. If you got 80 minutes of your time, it's Fantastic a... Fungi.
0: Yes, I was great. That was actually the last movie I saw in theaters before
1: COVID nice. hit. Yeah, That's awesome. That's funny enough,
0: uh, the, lobster, the Vegetarian Lobster Queen was on board for that. Cool. Good stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, fantastic Fungi. Uh, it talks about mushrooms, all kinds of cool stuff with mushrooms, but they talk a lot about the medicinal mushrooms. And there are some pretty lofty claims that are actually made. Um, The narrator, Paul Stamets, he is a pioneer in mycology. Yeah, he's he's a pioneer in mycology. I just
0: uh, read, he's doing a big thing at South by Southwest this year.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, The guy's getting around. He's established a a name in in the mycology industry. The guy's one of the pioneers. uh, We appreciate his contributions for sure. But he claims that the turkey tail mushroom specifically helped to cure his mother of like stage four cancer i remember Uh, that yeah unbelievable right and of course we're we are not making any claims like that from here guided by mushrooms of course but we can uh tell you that we all make and take the products we actually developed these products during covid as you just mentioned because honestly we knew that the hospitals would probably be full of covid patients we wanted natural ways to protect our immunity and just really honestly didn't want to get sick right and we have a story to tell too um you know uh we started, you know, developing these products, like as I said, during COVID, when the pandemic shut all of our restaurants down, we found ourselves yeah. a lot more free time than we intended, of course, as we were growing this business, we're like, oh, got to take a step back, refocus. Um, my sister has suffered with endometriosis much of her life, yeah. um, and, and, and to times where the pain from the adhesions has been debilitating, oftentimes, necessitating uh, physical therapy to sure. literally have those adhesions pulled apart. Well, um, when uh, the COVID pandemic shut down all elective services, that was not happening for her. And she was in excruciating pain, um, debilitating uh, to a point where it was about a nine on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. You know? uh, um, at the time, it was David and myself um, mainly um, keeping the farm above water, um, doing the production, trying to get the mushrooms out and um, just really trying to just you know stay alive. Um, started developing the turkey tail tinctures, first one that David actually um, started playing around with. And uh, she started taking it. Now she had taken other mushroom stuff in the past with not real good results, kind of sour to the whole mushroom experience as far as functional, Um, started taking the uh, turkey tail tincture we developed. And I would say within two or three weeks, her pain went from a nine down to a four. And that might not seem very remarkable, but when um, your pain is so bad where you are unable to work and now you can. Yeah. And you can put that pain in the back of your mind. That's incredible. It got me interested obviously. Yeah. what in the heck are you doing? Because I need to be doing it too. I suffered um, um, some nerve and ligament damage from um, um, like I guess it was kind of like a carpal tunnel thing, years yeah. of like repetitive kitchen prep. I did a lot of kitchen management back in my day, restaurant management, doing a lot of cutting. Now I was two years removed from all of this kitchen prep when I started messing with the mushrooms, but I still had that pain. I still had the trigger finger right. that would lock in place and have to be pulled out. I thought I was going to have surgery, have to have surgery to get these ligaments kind of like cut or corrected or, yeah you know. um, With the turkey tail, started taking, you know, reasonably high doses of the turkey tail and then got much better fluidity in my joints my pain levels were down the inflammation levels were down i was like this stuff is crazy we need to you need to give this to our friends and have them try it. dive in dive in so we started giving them away to our friends like here try this like please like you got to try this stuff it's great um friends are starting to have great results they're like guys you really need to be getting this out to the people and so we focused on um additional medicinal mushrooms that we were now obviously very interested in yeah and uh added the reishi um which is great for um Anxiety, stress. It is fantastic at lowering blood pressure. Also has fantastic killer T-cell response, much like the turkey tail. Interesting. uh, Anti-cancer response. Great antiviral. Good for anti-aging even. Hmm. Um, They actually call it the mushroom of immortality in Asia. It's fascinating. Um, We hammered on the lion's mane uh, extracts. We were already growing it. Uh, it's great for nerves. It's great for your brain. Let's make more of it. Um, that's actually our best seller of singular extract because I think most people know about the It's got the best
0: hand. PR campaign it out does. of all of the like, more does. obscure mushrooms. And it it's hot. Like it. Yeah.
1: And it's hot because uh, people are getting results from it. Um, we touched on the turkey tail previously. Great for pain. Great for inflammation. Gut health. Contains prebiotics. Fantastic for nourishing healthy gut bacteria. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: it's almost like what you eat in your diet might yeah. affect your health. That's crazy Jeez, to think go about Go figure. Right? I know. Yeah. Insane.
1: I, who would have thought. And these mushrooms are just food. Now, um, with the turkey tail and the reishi now, um, technically I probably wouldn't like, you know, you know, eat, cook them on a skillet and eat them. Sure. Uh, it's not edible like that. It tastes like shoe leather, but they have uh, medicinal compounds that, um, are great for you when extracted. And that's what we've done and put into these bottles. Brilliant. It's an ethanol and water extraction. It's a dual extraction, meaning we've combined those two extractions together into the same bottle. It takes about six weeks to make these bottles from beginning to finish, but it's well worth it. The uh, newest addition to the mushroom family at the orange label there is the Cordyceps. Oh, yeah. Um, and let's, uh, let's talk about Cordyceps. And, I was and, say, it's, <laughs> and it's recent mushroom media fascination.
0: This is such a perfect timing because I was like, yeah. oh, we're nearing time anyway. So sure. I thought we let's, should wrap let's up on this. Now, it. I heard a rumor. You do have a good Cordyceps blog on your website, right? Yes, we do have cool. a
1: great Cordyceps blog in response to, let's just talk about it, The Last of Us. Yeah, everybody's in love with yeah. Pedro
0: Pascal. So now they're all amateur mushroom experts, right? You That's know? right.
1: <laughs> um, I will admit. Call me, Pedro. I will admit right now, I, I apologize in advance. I have not seen The Last of Us. That's okay. I, it has been recommended to me several times. I am a busy guy. I have not gotten the chance to binge yeah. watch this series. What I do know from bits and pieces, that from what I have heard, that is kind of a dystopian series about how um, cordyceps, mushrooms, uh, end up infecting humans and turning them into zombies of some sort. Yeah, Eh, roughly I know that's yeah. probably no no no, yeah. no, no.
0: that's I, that's yeah. not not reductive but you know what I mean like,
1: <laughs> right so so yeah that's kind of like what I understand it to be um guys uh we wrote a little blog in response to this because we don't want to encourage mycophobia we think that mushrooms are great and, yeah. and specifically the cordyceps mushroom is really good for you and uh we want to dispel a few myths um just kind of real quick <laughs> cordyceps is so specific uh it infects bugs and insects in the wild. That's actually how it grows. It's called an entomopathogenic fungus. Love There's your word of the day.
0: There it is. Yeah, exactly. And Use uh, that in a sentence yeah. again. Meaning it infects <laughs> bugs.
1: And uh, cordyceps actually works. Uh, it, it controls their brains. Like when the fungus um, invades the bug, it controls their body, um, makes them involuntarily release spores. And it's great. And so then when they finally plop over and die, the actual fruiting body, the fungus grows out of their head or their thorax. It's great. Fortunately, cordyceps is uh, easily cultivated on supplemented rice. That's what we do at the farm. Um, So we don't have to dig up bug shells. Um, It's great for energy, endurance, and stamina. Um, It contains adenosine, which is uh, basically the building blocks of ATP, cellular energy in our body. Um, It is host specific, like I said. It does not infect humans. Um, (laughs) Our body temperatures are far too high at 98.6 to allow um, such invasion to happen of our bodies. not to say that there aren't other, you know, fungal infections that could affect us, but sure. um, let's just, let's just, you know, settle the score. Cordyceps is not one of them. Right.
0: Sorry, Neil Druckmann. Yeah. Sorry, and the guy. Craig Mason. I love I'm your work, sorry. but.
1: It cannot be done. And you can okay. read more about that in our blog, <laughs> guidedbymushrooms.com, as we responded to the last of us. Sorry again, Neil. I don't know you, but. <laughs> I
0: was just going to say, and then watch though, if the world does end after this, they're going to use this interview yeah. clip.
1: <laughs> These guys knew all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's just like the opening of season one, episode right, one. Oh, it's right. been a great show. Awesome, Mike. This has been absolutely fascinating. I mean, I'm genuinely would love to do some follow up episodes with you if you're yeah. on if you're on Drew, down. down for the farm visit. Uh, I think that'd be fascinating. I'd yeah. love to show everybody like the process, it's and great. by everybody, I mean me and the camera because the show is really for my knowledge more than anyone
1: else. It's great though. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's great. So yeah, guys, uh, make sure you visit the world class produce section here at Fairfield and Eastgate locations. You can find our fresh mushrooms there. You can find all of our stuff there mark i really thank you for oh my gosh mike i'm so glad we finally yeah. did this yeah we'll yeah. do this
0: again at length we'll do like a 24 yeah. hour live stream i feel like the sure. two of us could go on forever
1: yeah absolutely i could probably talk about mushrooms for hours and so yeah we could probably like just like ramble into the woods and you know i'm try in. to find mushrooms <laughs> and like hey is that a real no should i eat it absolutely not yeah right <laughs> yeah. so yeah so it's, it's great thank you That's again awesome. really really appreciate yeah, it Yeah, my pleasure looking forward to the next visit
0: That was awesome. Listen, I'm so glad I can finally put the vegan lobster debate to bed, okay? Which is weird because I don't have an extra bedroom for debates know you probably hate my jokes as much as I do all kidding aside Mike thank you so much for coming out I'm a huge guided by mushroom supporter like he said he gave you all the great websites I can drop the links in the additional info section here or the show notes depending on what platform you're looking at here and of course you can just follow them at guided by mushrooms on Instagram he's always posting fun stuff you can see him when he does deliveries here at jungle gyms it's always a good time so Mike thanks so much I'm really looking forward to a future episode uh, I wanted to make sure that this episode was all M themed so Mike mushrooms mark here for it everyone thank you so much as always for watching the show thanks for tuning in and having fun uh it's a short one for me right now because i am about to head up to the astra toy show tomorrow which is actually in the past by the time you're listening to this time is weird right this is the pre-taped call-in show uh (laughs) but i'm covering a toy show so you'll be you can actually expect some of that uh i just spent the weekend doing some stuff with well not the entire weekend uh doing some stuff with uh, some people from Adult Swim. So I'm really excited to announce, I, I think we've probably teased it on social, but I got lucky and met one of the early creators of Adult Swim, and he lives in town, well, in town-ish, and is a frequent Jungle Gym shopper, so I was like, Andy Merrill, you gotta come on the show. So we're pretty, that's a really long interview, that's like one of those like traditional podcast length ones, so I've just been going back and forth, cutting it very slowly, asking my friends to help me cut it for me, that kind of a thing. Um, but I'm really excited for that. Uh, I, You know, Andy's a great guy it's a cool part of uh entertainment history i think a lot of you will be interested in hopefully um but yeah, like I said, there's just so I'm constantly doing a billion fun things to entertain all of you. And by proxy, entertain myself. It's going pretty good. So come in. Uh, come try some perfy with me. I know Vasa will appreciate it. Oh, that's the other M. His last name's Martinez. Boom. We're set. I love you all. Appreciate the support. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you didn't, just don't let me know. Uh, <laughs> but for real, podcast at junglegyms.com. Send your requests, comments, all that good stuff. And in the meantime, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Morrison.